Hillbilly Horror Stories presents Eerie Encounters. For most of my adult life, I've believed our loved ones on the other side look after us. I seldom thought about this except when I had some readings by mediums, but which were usually accurate and comforting. But when my husband died two years ago, I felt this great urge to study the realms of the spirit world. I read many books and planned a visit to Lilydale, which is a spiritualist community in western New York. I wanted to go there for a reading. Arriving at the guest house after dark, I went to my room after short conversations with the proprietor and his wife. In the morning, as I was leaving for a reading at another house on the grounds, the proprietor's wife asked me, Was your husband tall, with white hair and glasses? Yes, I answered. He walked in with you last night. Oh, was all that I could say. I was overwhelmed with joy and sorrow. Joy that he was there, but sorrow that he was no longer in the flesh. After my reading that day by an accomplished medium, which was very accurate and uplifting, I felt that my husband was right there, that he approved of her and truly wanted me to continue studying this new belief system that transcends all religions. After that, I attended several classes at Lilydale. On two occasions, people in the classes saw my husband with me. My grief seemed to diminish when I heard of his presence. Since then, I've studied, meditated, prayed, and talked with my husband. I've written a journal just for him and me. I'm convinced that he has been with me often. I've felt his presence numerous times. I feel impulses to do various things, like the day that I felt impelled to walk along the mountain trail that we used to enjoy. Once there, I could not leave until I had the feeling that he was saying it was time to go. Something, neither my husband or another entity on the other side, has prompted me to check doors to see if they are locked as they should be, to call friends just when they need a call the most, and to look in unusual places for lost belongings. I think it is my husband because I have such a warm, loving feeling when it happens. At times, I see past events with a sudden clarity. Though my husband was in a coma for a couple of days before his death, I realized that he directed me, through his spirit, to take care of business matters that had helped a great deal after his death. Now I talk to him and inevitably get direction, sometimes subtly, but always with a feeling of love. A very special message came on the day that I cleared out our house. I was alone in the empty kitchen. I knew that selling the house was all right because one day I was sure that he was saying, almost out loud, it's time to go. But on that morning, while awaiting the final visit by the real estate agent, I sat on the floor where our kitchen table had been and where we had shared so many moments. I asked for a sign that I was doing the right thing. Then, looking out the window, I noticed that the morning mist had risen and there was the sharpest, brightest rainbow I had ever seen. It seemed especially low with one end of the arc anchored a half mile away and the other end right in our yard. What a blessing to know that he is on the other side, but still with me. I am led by love. That story came from Margaret Look in Nye, Montana.
On September 16, 2001, I lost my beloved companion of 25 years, Ruben Anaya. This was after he had surgery to remove two cancerous tumors from his stomach. His health, his heart, and his age just could not handle the trauma that goes with surgery. My daughter, Christina Carter, and I went to the hospital after his daughter, Debbie, called me to say that his heart was slowing down. We arrived at Eastern New Mexico Medical Center at about 9.30 p.m. He had just passed on. His body was still warm, and we stood there not wanting to accept it. I called my son Danny to get to the hospital before the funeral home personnel took the body away. It was something that I thought we would never have to go through. Ruben had always been there for my children and me, a wonderful father and husband, full of energy and good ideas that kept us going. We had done more in 25 years than most married couples do in 50. Ruben developed a number of health problems through the years. He had to have a triple bypass after having two heart attacks. He had his right leg removed due to diabetes a few years later. He did well after his amputation and got around fine in his wheelchair. He never lost his sense of humor. He was our hero, our knight in shining armor. Reuben believed in the hereafter, and he told me on several occasions that he would be back after he was gone. He passed away on a Sunday and was laid to rest on a Wednesday. After all the calls, the food, flowers, and endless parade of people, I sent everyone home to get some badly needed rest. Around 7 o'clock that evening, I took a long and soothing bath as it had been a very hot day. I put on a comfy nightgown and got into bed, turned on the television, and before I knew it, I was sound asleep. I woke up sometime later, long enough to turn the TV off. Around 1 a.m., I distinctly heard Reuben call me in his usual booming voice. Hun, he said. This is how he would call me when he needed to get up or if he couldn't reach his wheelchair. Hold on, I answered and quickly sat up in bed before I remembered that he was gone. But there he was, standing in the doorway, wearing the exact same clothes that we buried him in. He looked as if he had swallowed a fluorescent light. He just glowed all over. All I could think to say was, Look, you're walking. Reuben smiled at me and he disappeared into a pink fog. I went back to sleep, the most wonderful sleep that I had ever had. He kept his promise. He did come back. The story is from Minnie Alfred, Roswell, New Mexico. My high school sweetheart and I were married soon after we graduated in 1970. Being children of the 1960s, we often talked about death and the occult. We agreed that whichever of us died would try to make some type of contact. Jerry got into drugs, much to my dismay, and we eventually divorced in the late 1970s. As time went by, we both married again. We remained friends after our divorce, but kept only minor contact. In May of 1993, I received a phone call that Jerry had died of an accidental drug overdose. I called my former sister-in-law, who proceeded to tell me that Jerry's current wife did not want me to attend his funeral. I did not want to cause any kind of problems for the family, so I decided to abide by her wishes. However, 
mutual friend said that this was silly. I'd been married to Jerry longer than she had, and he would have wanted me to attend. I called the funeral home, and they said that I could come early and pay my last respects without upsetting the widow, so I did. Jerry's wake was on Friday, which was payday at my place of employment. I went to the funeral home and paid my last respects, planned on picking up my paycheck afterward, but was feeling really depressed, so I decided to get my check the next day, as I was scheduled to work anyway. The next day, I picked up my check during my lunch break, which was the same time that Jerry's funeral was taking place. I glanced at the dollar amount to make sure that it was in the ballpark of what I was expecting. It was. The check was somewhat faded, but I really didn't think too much of it. Later that evening, I went to deposit it in the bank, but the ATM was out of order. Thank goodness. The next day, Sunday, I told myself that I must get that check into the bank to cover the checks that I had mailed out for my bills. When I pulled out the check and looked at the amount again, it had started disappearing. Only part of my name and part of the dollar amount could be seen. There was no way that the bank would cash that check. I called work. They said to bring the check in and they would give me a voucher. So that's what I did on Monday. I gave my disappearing check to the store secretary and she gave me a voucher. She told me that no one else had any problem with her check's ink disappearing. She also asked me if that was my ex-husband who had passed away the previous week. I said yes, as a matter of fact it was. She said that she knew him also, and that he was the man that came out and repaired our store's copy machine. On my drive home, I was thinking about what she had said. Then it hit me. How crazy. My first love dies and my check disappears. His job was repairing copy machines. We had made a pack years ago to give a sign from the afterlife and he had held up his end of the bargain. The next day I spoke with the store secretary again. She told me that the rest of the check had started disappearing. She couldn't understand it either. No other checks had faded like that. And this was a chain of 40 stores that I worked for. It had never happened to me in 21 years of working for that company. What are the odds of my check fading during my ex-husband's funeral? I believe that he gave me a sign of life in the next world in the way that he was most familiar with since he repaired copy machines and printers. He still owed me a lot of money when he died, but he gave me something more precious. He gave me a deeper belief in life after death. I say that I am paid in full. That story was from Martha Waters in South Amherst, Ohio. My first husband, Rich, was killed in a plane crash. After his death, I experienced many unusual happenings. First, our favorite song would come on the radio every day at lunchtime. I changed the radio station as it would make me sad. The song was on the next station, too. When I did dishes, the lid to the trash can often flew off. The stereo came on by itself and it played our favorite song. My five-year-old niece told me that she often saw a man standing on the stairs. Perhaps it was rich. I think it was. Periodically, the hummingbird chimes in my bedroom sounded, though there was no wind. 
It was evident that someone from beyond wanted my attention. Rich loved hummingbirds. He had them painted on his plane as a company logo. A year later, I had a dream about Rich. I'd been dating his friend. In my dream, Rich told me that his friend was a good man and I should give him a chance. Later, I married my present husband. My son Ryan played baseball. He had a zero batting average. Before his father died, Ryan played very well. One day, Ryan got two base hits. Everyone praised him. On the way home, Ryan told me, when I was in the field, a hummingbird came toward me, and then it flew away. I felt that Rich had been near to help his boy. I knew that there were no bushes within 300 yards of that field. There were tears in my eyes as I said, Thank you, Rich. That story came from Debbie Barclay in St. Augustine, Florida. You have been listening to Hillbilly Horror Stories Presents Eerie Encounters. If you have an eerie encounter that you would like read on the show, please send it to hillbillyhorrorstories at gmail.com.